We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I am here tonight. My name is Sean Styers. My plaid covered friend's name is Vince D'Addario. How are a lot you? Of green. A lot of green. There's a lot of green, there. isn't it? I've got like the OD green. You've got the yeah. plaid green on. DK wasting no time, just giving me <laughs> giving me a hard time. We you know, we we went more than an extra five minutes last night. Jesse and I did a <laughs> full hour of rapid fire. Last oh night. wow! Yeah. Wow. And we got into rapid fire a little bit early. DK was like, too early, too early. Because we were in it like 30, <laughs> 35 minutes into the show. And I was like, don't worry. We've got a lot of stuff we're going to cover in rapid fire. And I felt like we gave people their money's worth. And love it. You know how this show works. We don't usually go 90 minutes, you know, like. Yeah, it just depends on what's going we on. We definitely I mean... don't usually go two hours. Yeah. Which we did last week. You and I did. And we, yes, we did. We definitely don't go three and four hours because, you know, I've got no. DK and Tommy Guns. Oh, could you even do a show like, but look, nobody can do a show like Brian. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. Right. Brian is his own man. <laughs> that is right. That is his own animal. Yes. Is what correct. that is. <laughs> correct. How are you tonight, Vince? I'm great, man. I, I'm fantastic. You know, with all the, I mean, I haven't, let's see, the last time I was on was when we were sitting around waiting for the bowl announcement. And so this is the first opportunity I've had to talk about any of this stuff. You know, guys opting out. Uh, I think it's Guy opting out. Has there been more than one up to this point opting out officially? Just one so far. Just one so far. I know there's some Um, chucker head that's be like, oh, this guy's opting out. And this guy's opting out. I have sources. Okay, congratulations, dude. Well, Uh, basically, you're projecting stuff that people have known for a long time. But that's not your responsibility, dude. Yeah. It's messed up. I mean, you know, I've. We've talked about that before. Like there's there's stuff that we have pretty good source on that you know right. we we know is probably going to happen, but we're not talking about it until it happens. Right. Because we're not here to spread rumors. We're here to talk about Seriously. facts and how it impacts the team once they become fact. It's just that's that's what it boils down to. Well, I guess we kind of you know have to keep repeating that. And I've already some seen some stuff floating no around in the chat and whatever. I know. No respect have a little respect. Come on. No. Respect the process. That's right. That's right. But here's anyway, what we know. Here's what we know for fact. Florida international receiver, Chris Mitchell, he's committed to Notre Dame. Yeah. 
And this was actually something that, you know, like when we're getting ready to post a story and stuff like that, there's like the back end of the website, the publishing side. And there are things that I've seen on that side that have caught me off guard over the last week. Like Brian has <laughs> things ready to go. And I'm like, and I'll text, I'll text Vince. Of course, we don't talk about him on this show again no. until, you know, they actually become fat. But I'll text Vince and I'm like, oh boy, here's what Brian's got ready to go. It's like, are you kidding me? But this was a good one because this, this was, was a good one there for a while. Was it? And I thought that, you know, like that it had already happened. And I was ready to, you know, hey, we're going to talk about this and whatever else. And and uh, so um, a few hours go by and then Chris Mitchell becomes official. And uh, he had a breakout season for Florida yeah. International this year. 64 receptions, 1,118 yards, six touchdowns, led Conference USA in receiving yards this season. And uh, this is uh, this is a really nice one for Notre Dame right here to get this kind of commitment. He was in town over the weekend. Yep. Nope. Completely agree. Obviously Notre Dame put the full court press on him. They, they know what they need in the portal and they're going after it aggressively, which I really do like to be honest with you. I mean, it, they're not wasting any time and they have identified who the top targets are, you know, wide receiver wise. I think they've, they've identified three guys that they, you know, have a lot of uh, a lot of like for, right. And they're, they're going after them. And uh, I dig that. I, I I think that, you know, Notre Dame kind of, uh, you know, put their toe in the water a little bit in the transfer portal, you know, in the past, you know, and they didn't really get after it like I would have appreciated them getting after it this year, man. Th you know, wide receivers leave. OK, well, we're going to pinpoint who we want to go after and we're getting them on campus within what, three days of the portal opening up because yep. the portal opened up yesterday. Well, right? look. Marcus Freeman talked about it last week. You can't wait until these guys go yeah. into the portal to start scouting guys. You've got to kind right. of, you know, get, they've got to get their own sources kind of working out there and, and say, okay, who's got a good chance that they're going to end up in the portal? Who do we have a chance to get? And they obviously did their homework on this guy. They had him in over the weekend before he, you know, before the portal officially opened but you could do that because he was a grad and you know all exactly. that exactly so he was yeah. in well within and the, yeah you got you got three more big time transfers you know people in the transfer portal coming in tomorrow you know that's obviously being widely reported across you know all whatevers and obviously on irishbreakdown.com as well so you got three major guys coming in hopefully you're going to get commitments from those three guys over the next day or two and then you're looking pretty good in the transfer portal now they're going to piecemeal a couple things here and there. There's another guy that committed, obviously, that we're going to talk about on the defensive side of the football. And so Notre Dame knows what they want, and they're going after it hard. And I yeah. feel like, now granted, I've kind of got the Notre Dame blinders on, but it feels like Notre Dame is way more aggressive than a lot of other teams out there. And I, I like that. I like it as well. And I think that just the personality that this coaching staff has, and we talk about yeah. it in recruiting the young guys, but I think that that goes a long way with these older veteran guys as right. well. I think word kind of gets out. And I also think, as we've talked about, the NIL stuff with Sam Hartman, I think that goes a long way. There was, you know, Audrick Estime, there was some stuff publicized with him, but especially with Hartman because he was a transfer and everything else, I think that that goes a long way. And and also Sam kind of being the the Pied Piper a little yeah. bit, you know, tooting how much he loves it here at Notre Dame and how much, you know, he likes loves Marcus Freeman and, and just the whole thing. I think that that's got to help. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's kind of 
you know, maybe, maybe been helpful in some of that recruitment, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree because he'll tell anybody that wants to listen, you know, what he was able to do at Notre Dame, how it raised his profile and all of those different things. And then of course, how Notre Dame nation or whatever you want to call the people that follow Notre Dame, you know, how they embraced him because they did, they embraced Sam Hartman as one of their own same way that they embraced Jack Cohn when he was here, you know, and it was, it was a two way street. It was a love fest on both sides. Right. Cause I I think Jack and Sam respectively, both dove into their Notre Dame experience, you know, full go, you know, they, they wasn't just like, Oh, you know, there's been other transfers that I, I don't think have really embraced what Notre Dame is. I think those two guys both embraced Notre Dame and then Notre Dame embraced them back. And he's, he's not afraid to tell people about that, you know, regardless of the outcome of on the field. Jack jumped in, but personalities a lot different, you know, completely a lot more reserved and not, you know, not quite as, you know, effusive and as, as Sam Hartman is. And the NIL stuff wasn't what it is now. Not even close. even two years ago when Jack yeah. Cohn was here, right? I it was mean, really so just starting. That's I believe, different. That year. I, yeah. yeah, Notre Dame hadn't embraced NIL the way they have now. You know what I mean? And so that so that part of it was different. So I think Jack Cohn didn't get out in front of a lot of things the way Sam Hartman did. But a lot of the stuff that we saw from Sam Hartman was also because of the NIL thing, right? Giving you know, his, uh, you know, the clothing line and, and uh, giving the headphones to the team and, you know, all of those different things, I think, put him out in front of the team and, and social media and all. And, you know, the, the ladies loved him, too, which didn't hurt. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, game time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The GameTime guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, GameTime will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. 
Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's GameTime.co. Michael said Leonard and Collins are undergrads, and he's talking about Bo Collins, the receiver from uh, Clemson. And they're they're not seniors. Like, I'm not sure exactly where Riley Leonard is with his degree. There's a reason Riley Leonard is visiting in the middle of the week instead of last weekend because because that is not his profile. He is not a graduate student. That's why he's coming after the portal officially opened rather than – like Mitchell, he could come before the portal opened because he is a grad transfer. Difference right. difference there. But they do. I mean, they've got the big visits coming. They've got all kinds of them lined up. What, what do you think? They take one more receiver, two more receivers? I've kind of heard maybe they were in the market for two. But, man, with the kind of quality guys they've got visiting and, you know, with what they've got at receiver, I wouldn't be shocked if they end up taking three guys, especially if they're outside guys like Mitchell. Just because that's uh, you know that's as we the, yeah agreed. well documented, yeah. they've got all these slot guys. You got to have someone who can perform on the outside, though. I assumed they were going to go after two, but they haven't canceled anybody's visit. You know what I mean? They've got mm-hmm. two guys coming in tomorrow, from all accounts, right? So if they're bringing both guys in, I don't think it's going to be a race to see who commits first. I think if both of them want to come, they would take both, which would put Notre Dame at eleven scholarship receivers, which is more than enough. I think 10 is the target number. I think you go with 11 just in case because there still is the spring portal time, which, you know, you never know what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. And so let's see how the depth chart shakes out during spring and all of that. So I, I think you take the commitment of both and you see what happens. I, I think that's a safe way to go about things because both of those guys are good, solid, not just depth pieces, but they're good, solid rotation guys that can help you. So you're not hurting yourself by bringing those guys in, in my opinion. Right. A few different things from the chat. Lath, what do we think about the lacrosse transfer? Tyler Buckner, stick around for <laughs> rapid fire. Will we, we will be addressing that. Then Carberry Q, I'm wanting to know if Hartman is sitting. I heard he is going to stick around for a few minutes. We'll be talking about that with comments from Marcus Freeman here in just a second. Uh, DK with a very important question. Can Riley Leonard grow <laughs> a beard? I'm going to base this on what he looks like. He's very baby faced. I'm going to guess it's going to come in in little splotches, and, you know, if he gets anything coming in. So doesn't he have, I'm going back and like watching him play. Doesn't he have like blondish brown hair, like a, like a dirty blonde kind Seems of like look it. or something yeah. like that. So like brown, look, maybe, it, yeah. you know, my opinion, he, he's the beard's not going to look as good as it did with Sam Hartman, because it's not that dark, you know, bearded look. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and I agree with Father David. <laughs> no way he can grow a beard. <laughs> I, compl- I agree. I don't, I, don't, so. I don't think but so. But the world wants to know, Vince, how's the new toilet? I didn't realize that oh. uh, you were in the market. for. Well, it, because on Sunday when we were doing the show, that was supposed to last an hour. Uh-oh. And we, were, we, we passed the two-hour mark. 
I was like, I gotta I gotta say, toilet no to show, install. No show lasts an hour. Yeah. Going well, back to the top. I know. When, when the big I was like, I got a toilet to install. I, we, we need to wrap this up. And so we got it all installed, got the old one out, the new one in, had a little bit of a leakage problem, had, but got it, got it all squared away. It's been broken in numerous times already. You know, family of seven. That's how that goes. Yeah. So thank you for asking. Very important stuff. Commitment from Arizona State. A nickel Jordan Clark has also committed. He's the son of former Pittsburgh Steeler and current NFL analyst on ESPN, Ryan Clark, who uh, apparently has a relationship with Marcus Freeman. And basically looking at Jordan Clark to take over the spot held by Thomas Harper this year. Very valuable, you know, a really experienced guy. From Arizona State, he's uh, played quite a bit. 50 tackles this year, nine pass breakups at, at Arizona State this yeah. season. Yeah, I saw some highlights of him. Obviously, I haven't watched specific game film, but I saw some highlights on X today. And uh, no, he's a rangy player. He, You know, I think uh, he's going to fit in well in the slot. You know, I was kind of hoping that might be, um, you know, uh, a build from within situation for Notre Dame. Uh, but, you know you can never have too much depth. They obviously saw that as a source of need. We knew that they were going to go after a nickel and they got one pretty quick. So that obviously he was their number one guy, the guy that they wanted the most. And so they, once again, Notre Dame going after they, they, they're targeting who they want. They're going after them and they're getting a commitment. Like I, I dig that man. I, I dig it. I concur. Um, again, Sportsbook Lab, apparently just jumping in, wants to know about Hartman. Hold tight. Hold tight. We're going to get to that. But even more good news today, Xavier Watts, fresh off winning the Bronco Nagurski Award last night, held a Zoom call with the media. We were in that call about an hour ago, and he was asked about the Sun Bowl. Here is what Xavier Watts had to say. Yes, I will be playing in the bowl game, yep. I just kind of just want to play football regardless. I mean, even if I was maybe to decide to go to the draft, I think I'd probably lean towards or want to play the play the game anyway because regardless, it's like your last time around all the same guys that you're going to be with. It's your last time as the 2023 uh, Fighting Irish. So, I mean, it just I probably would have played regardless of I was leaving or coming back anyway. So Didn't realize how much I was typing at that point, but... <laughs> Xavier Watts coming back. Come well, he's coming back for the bowl. He was asked more about draft and all that kind of stuff, and basically okay. is uh, still in the decision making process. There were a couple of questions I think that could have been asked at the end if we had a little bit more time on that Zoom. Uh, that you know didn't you know, just to clarify, kind of the 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 deadline is mid January. You know the deadline to declare. He's definitely coming back for the bowl. So I think that's the biggest thing. You've got the best defensive player in the nation. Yep. And he's uh he's at the very least coming back and he's gonna play in the Sun Bowl. So that's great news for Notre Dame. I I'm I gave him the slow clap there because he basically said what a lot of us old school guys think. Like it's your last opportunity, potentially, if you leave, it's your last opportunity to play with the guys, man. Like take advantage of it. It's a bowl game, it's fun, like. I, I just love that. I, I absolutely love that. If it means that he's coming back next year, that's even better. Obviously, we'll let him decide and 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 go through that and announce that on his own if that's the case. But I just love that mentality. I love that mentality. It's like, hey, 
this is one last chance to play with the boys and I'm going to go after it. And I, I think that's, I think that's fantastic. And I, I, also, I think so as well. I also love the fact that he's taking the Notre Dame education very seriously from what it sounds like, you know, wants that degree, maybe wants that graduate degree to go along with it. I mean, working this, on his master's degree right now. He this said. kid has a head on his shoulders, man. Yep. And, and uh, he knows how important that degree can be for him. And so he, it just seems like he's got his priorities in order to me. Now, best player in college football on the defensive side of the football, like that's, that's saying something. I mean, you can take that trophy and ride it into the NFL draft, and I, I guess I wouldn't really blame him if he did that, but I would also, as a Notre Dame fan, love it well, if he came back. He was talking about, look, you know, I've still got some places that I want to improve my game as well. See? You know, I so. I love that kid even more. That's yeah, fantastic. I know. It's awesome news. You know, and and Marcus Freeman talked about this last week. After you lose that second game even, you're at that point you're out of playoff contention now that'll change next year you'll you'll sure. still be in playoff contention with two losses yeah. next year but you're at this year you're not getting in a four-team field with two losses you're not going to a new year's six bowl after you lose the third game and what freeman right. was saying was what's the difference between that you know playing the rest of the season after you lose that second and third game and you're not playing to be in the playoff for a new year's six bowl versus you know, one more game. And that's kind of how I've always looked at it as well. I'm really, I really am kind of shocked and don't want to see this become a thing, but I am shocked that we haven't seen more guys just opt out of a whole month of the season, you know, rather than just yeah. a bowl game because there right. are You're like, when they know that they're not playing for what's anything. the difference. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, exactly. no, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's a shame that that is the case, you know, or that that could be the case moving forward. I would hate for that to be the deal. I, I hate the opt-out situation. I mean, and, and I don't blame the players because it's the product of the system and the way, you know, things go these days. And so I don't blame the player per se. I just hate the way it's gone. I hate the direction of college football in that regard. I just, I really, really dislike it a lot. So, you know, but it is what it is. Here we are. Shots fired at Vince. Mark wow. afraid to go to El Paso. He it's wants messed to- up, Mark. <laughs> it's messed up. I don't appreciate it. I'll tell you what, Mark. Uh, Brian is going to the bowl game. That mm-hmm. is absolutely happening. I'm not going to the bowl game for a variety of reasons. But to be honest with you, the top reason is because it's on my birthday. And I still have kids who like birthdays more than I do. And they were going to be really upset if I was going to miss my birthday they want to hang out with me birthdays so, in the diderio household i have found are like national yeah, holidays they like, are they, man. they value those days so you can't mess with the birthdays if you're a diderio so, you can't and no. that comes from the top man it comes from the patriarch and down and so i'm just here for the party so i know yeah i will not be going uh but i will be participating in all events from the house as if it is a normal away game um but yeah, if it was like Tampa or something, I probably every would have made my what way down. every six years, I guess I'm at a football game on uh, counting leap years. Is that how it works? Is it six years or seven? Like, what's that cycle? Well, it's four. Like, or is it eight? It's four. Is it? Yeah. Yep. So Saturday wouldn't come up every four years, would it? Well, like, no, the Saturday doesn't come up every four. No, that's okay. what I'm saying. I'm oh, at a football game. Be, I got what you're saying. Yeah, college football game. And I guess actually, when I was doing high school games, on top of you know, like there were. Oh yeah, multiple years in a row that we were at a football game, and I so, there's multiple years birthday. in a row. I have an October I, birthday, is what I'm saying. 
Yeah, when, when you and I were calling uh, high school basketball on my birthday, that happened plenty of times. So mm-hmm. there's certain things I don't mind doing, but being across the country away from the family is a little bit different. So I'm going to stay home. The other thing that I don't think either one of us realized before we got married, because we share the same anniversary <laughs> date, do. August 7th. What is it? Is it 10 years apart or is it 11 years apart? I think it's yours, 11. Yours is 04. Yeah. Yeah, so 11 years apart. Mine's yeah. 93. Uh, we didn't realize that early August that training camp would be starting oh, yeah. around that time. Oh, and I, and I messed up big time because when I got married, I had no desire necessarily to be a high school football coach. Mm-hmm. That transpired pretty rapidly after I got married. And all of a sudden, oh, my anniversary is during two-a-days yes. every year. Made, so, you, made you even more popular around that, your own household. That was never a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Come on, I want to go to dinner. Oh, man. (laughs) When are you going to be home? (laughs) Trying to cap off a second practice, you know, just dead tired. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. All right, I got a few comments from Marcus Freeman from his Zoom conference that he did yesterday. Some stuff we didn't get to touch on yesterday, but a lot of people want to know what's going on with the strength coach hiring process. Yeah. So that was one of the things that Marcus Freeman talked about. Here is the answer. Oh, that's a, definitely um, in in the top of, of our priorities, my priority. Um, still working through this process um, and uh, going through some interviews, and, and I hope to make a, a decision here sooner rather than later. There you go. Sooner rather than later. I realize that doesn't give you a specific <laughs> timeline of when he wants to do it, but as I said, they really are looking at, what is it, like, Second week of January, isn't that typically when they come back from classes? Second or third, like middle uh, of January. The 16th. Yeah. January so, I mean, 16th is the first day of class. That's really when they've got to have somebody yeah. back because that's when they start their winter conditioning. So, yeah, they, they, um, personally, I think they need to make this decision by about the first of the year. Uh, to be honest with yeah. you, I think that would be the best spot because, you know, the benefit of having this bowl game on the 29th is they can come back, they can get settled. They can make this announcement once the bowl game is over, and then they've got a couple of weeks to get their off-season conditioning. You know, because it, it's it's a it's a process with the strength and conditioning coach, the head coach. I mean, they go through it, and it, it has to be approved by the head coach. And so there's going to be a lot of back and forth, but they'll have that ready to go when the guys get back after their you know their winter break after the bowl game. So um, I think that uh, that's probably the timeline I would think about. They're not going to make an announcement. I wouldn't think before the bowl game. Maybe right. they do. But I, I would think they could. they're going to they're gonna pull somebody from the NFL. They're going to pull somebody from another college. You know, they're going to let them kind of finish things out. And, you know, you don't see a lot of midseason hires like that. You know what I mean? So Exactly. Um, it, it, that, it, it probably would depend wherever this person is coming from, you know, what that looks like. Right. So they have to make sure they've got the right person. Oh, right. You know, 100%. like this is the, honestly, Sean, this is like hiring like a coordinator, in my opinion. I mean, this. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of how they always viewed Bayless. Like, he wasn't yeah. just a strength coach. He was one of the coaches. He was part of the staff, a right. very vital part of the staff. And Absolutely. Uh, I just, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is there are a lot more sort of recent trends, I guess. And, like, that, that kind of stuff that, you know, like the, the, the conditioning – just, just the whole thing, the performance, like so much has changed and it just, it changes. It, it seems like so rapidly, like 
back when I was in high school, it was like, if you were going to run, it's like, okay, go out and run a mile or two miles or whatever. And now virtually everything is some form of sprint, which oh, makes yeah. sense because it's, it's explosive, like, explosive, yeah, explosive you know, muscles yeah. and all that different explosive kind of, lifts. regardless of sports. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and there's just, there's just so much that continues to change and, and yeah. it, it changes so much that I think that that's where they're at. Like they, they, New school is kind of the word that yeah. you keep hearing in terms of what they're looking for. Yep. Someone with a little bit more new school approach. And that's, so. you know, the, the rub between Marcus Freeman and Matt Bayless was was a little bit of that new school versus old school. I mean, that was part of it, right? Um, and part of it was more behind the scenes, but that, that was part of it. And so Marcus Freeman is going to want somebody who's probably more on the cutting edge of some of that stuff, and which makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know... The, the high school that my kid goes to, they don't have like sport specific lifting programs. It's all explosive lifts, mm-hmm. you know, because name a sport where you don't have to be explosive. You know what right. I mean? So it's, it's all about explosion and, and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it makes sense in cross that country. Regard. Like, do you have to be explosive in cross country? I mean, that's why those kids are so skinny and little. I mean, <laughs> yeah. but like they, so like from a lifting standpoint, it's all explosive lifts. Now you do different stuff on the conditioning side of things. Mm-hmm. And that's more sport specific, like you said, for cross country and distance and things of that nature. But like lifting is lifting, man. And you want to be explosive in your lifts and the rest of it is left up to the left up to the position coaches and the uh, sport specific coaches. And so it makes a lot of sense, and that's where things are trending right now. DK says he just watched Rocky Four. I did too. The anniversary of Rocky Four oh. was like last week or the week before, I think. Uh, the difference in their workouts. Who won? Hey, Vince wouldn't know because he's never seen Rocky Four. But DK, I'll let you tell Marcus Freeman that and see how that goes, and you know you can deliver the news and and see if he goes for that. <laughs> so we got our first Notre Dame. Bowl opt out today. If you had Maris Leofow on your bowl bingo card, <laughs> you win. Yeah, you do. Announced on X today that he's going to forego the Sun Bowl to get ready for the Senior Bowl in the NFL draft. Vince Maris Leofow, yeah, opting out. You know when he, you know, he accepted the uh, the bid to the the Senior Bowl, and that kind of made you go, okay, well, if you're going to the Senior Bowl, maybe you probably want to get more film on. Uh, I would think, you know, maybe that's something that you should do in the bowl game, but it also kind of puts it into that 50-50 range, right? And when you accept that that bid, that means you're going to the NFL. Like that, you know, you don't go to the senior bowl, obviously, and then come back to school. So we knew he was going to the NFL when he accepted yeah. that bid a few days ago. So we knew that was the path. Then it's like, okay, do they want to play in the Sun Bowl? Maybe, I don't know. So I guess I'm not that surprised per se, I am very curious. Like he of all the guy, well, no, not of all the guys. He's one of the guys. I'm very curious to see how the NFL sees them. I know. I honestly have no idea what right. to expect from because him as a pro. If you make a highlight film of Maris Leofile, you'd be like, okay, this you can make a, it look good. This kid's a day two pick. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like he's, he's got, got that hair, just like Troy Palomalu, and yeah, he's got the measurables. Palomalu, you know, he's fast. You know, he he hits hard, like all of those different things. But you throw in the game film, it's like, hey, you know. So I'm very curious to see how NFL. I mean, it only takes one, right? But I'm very curious to see how NFL teams view him and some other guys that are going to declare most likely. 
and what that looks like. Like you didn't think you needed another year or maybe the coaches were like, you know what? We're ready to move on. I don't know what that conversation was like, but Marist was an interesting one for me. Look who's here. Look who's here. Oh, geez. Jesse says Maris will be a good NFL linebacker. I see him obviously playing outside. I, I, like his best, I think his best chance for success at the next level is just sitting on the edge, rushing the quarterback. That's what it seems like to yeah. me. 6'2", 235. I mean, he's kind of a tweener for that sure. profile, which to me makes it that much more surprising that he's opting out because opting out just seems like a status thing now. Like I get if you're, if you're a, a first round borderline second round, you know, that kind of guy that's not going to be Marist and that's not going to be most of the guys that we're going to talk about. You know, Joe Walt is the, really the only one who's in that conversation. Everyone, you know, I could see estimate going in the second round. Like we don't know what what he's going to do yet, but I just, again, it feels like a status thing. And I like, do you really need to opt out at this point? Like, what are you opting out for? Like, what are you really, what what investment are you protecting? Because I get it. Yeah. You know, someone said Jalen Smith earlier and Jalen Smith, you know, like he is the prime example of if you're going to be a first round guy, there's no reason to play in any bowl game. That's not for a national championship, sure. quite honestly. No, I get that. And I get that. that. Like I said, I don't blame the kid. I blame the system. You know what I mean? And so look, Audric, I could see going fairly high. I I'm very interested to see how the NFL treats cam Hart uh because he has a lot of measurables that are very very uh sought after from defensive coordinators and, and nfl brass right and his last year was outstanding at notre dame and so he's got the on-field product he's got the measurables the only thing that i worry about with him is the injury history and he's the only one honestly that i'd be like you know what don't play in the bowl game. It's not worth it. You put together 12 games of really, really good film. You know, all of that. There's no reason to risk it because of your history. Risk it in the Sun Bowl. Like him, I get. I get him. Cam Hart, is that who you're talking about? Yeah, and that's. I get him. You know That's what I a mean? good caveat. You know, not just first round guys, but guys with injury history. Right. Like there's no reason for a guy like Cam Hart because of the injury history. And that, right. that could, like he'll, I would think he's going to be drafted someplace but how high he could just the fact that he's got that history could I think his range could be anywhere from like high day two to like high day three like I think and that's a pretty high range right I think that it depending on how he tests and all that because his height his length like that's what they want in corners nowadays you know what I mean and I I think he could be a very productive corner it's just the injury history yeah Irish Stake says Marist has injury history. He's had one injury. It's like yeah, he has Cam Hart has had multiple <laughs> injuries. Now it kept him out for a whole season, Marist Leofell, but right. Cam Hart has had multiple. It's at least three, if not four, off the top of my head with Cam Hart. I mean, he's had it's both shoulders. Like shoulder. Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. that's that's history. Like when you're talking about right. multiple. Again, Marist has one, but it was it was a bone break. Like it literally yeah. could have happened to anybody. Right. You know, and, and he's played two seasons since then. And I, you know, and I get, I get with him His stock is high. There's no reason, you know, like go out while your stock is at its highest, you know, because he Absolutely. was in the conversation for the butt kiss and all that stuff. But 
the opt out part, I don't know. And it, and again, I agree with what you're saying. Like it makes sense from the Cam Hart point of view because he has had so many injuries and the risk of that it's it's just not worth it when you're talking about yeah. your future now being on the line. And I mean, be glad that he made it through like for him personally, the fact that he made it through this entire season healthy yeah. and he performed at a high level in the process is freaking awesome. Like, yes, because I agree with what you're saying. Like, he's got the talent and what he's shown so far. He could be a day two guy, like, yeah. very easily, he could be a day two and anywhere, guy. but like, because of the injuries, yeah. he could slide all over the place, right? Basically. Exactly, exactly. And I look, I'm not an NFL draft like analyst or expert or anything like that, so I don't know what the cornerback class you know, looks like going into the 24 draft. That's a question for Ryan that I will ask him as we get closer to the draft and I actually care more. But like, I just think that from a measurable standpoint, from a film standpoint, he's going to be one of the top guys. It's just the injuries. And and when the doctors look him over, you know, is he going to pass these physicals and, you know, do all the things that they want him to do physically and, you know, all of that. But, um, you know, from a character standpoint, from all that stuff, he checks all those boxes, you know, so. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Antoine said Chris Tyree just committed to Virginia. I just checked that out and he did, uh, he did uh, post About that 20. on X. He is committed yep. to the University of Virginia. So going back home, Chris Tyree. Hopefully yep. I think we all kind of saw that one coming, which is, yeah. you know, he wants an opportunity to be the guy and he'll have an opportunity to be the guy at Virginia, which is awesome. I mean, that's awesome for him. And he'll also be traveling to Notre Dame Stadium next year. So on November 16th. So it'll be Chris Tyree day on November 16th, which I believe is the final home game of the season. Sounds right. So somewhat similar to, you know, this year when you had Sam Hartman going up against Wake Forest. Yeah. So I'm excited to watch Chris Tyree. Actually. I hope he has a day, you know, I really do. Not that I want Virginia to beat Notre Dame or anything, but I just hope Chris Tyree individually has a great day that day. It'll be fun to watch. So Marcus Freeman was asked about the bowl opt-out thing. Like, does he know who's going to be opting out? And you'll hear a question about Sam Hartman in there as well. So that's what will lead us into our Sam Hartman conversation, mm-hmm. since that's what everyone wants to talk about. Here we go. When we know who's who's playing and, and who's going to opt out, um, we're, we're moving forward with the guys uh, that we have. And But I want to make sure we let those guys that are not going to play um, make their announcements uh, in the next few days. And I want to give them the opportunity to do that. And you share Sam Hartman is playing. 
as I said, I'm going to let the guys that are not playing um, make their announcements. Okay, so you heard Eric Hansen with that follow-up there about Sam Hartman. Um, what did you think specifically of how Freeman answered that question? Because I did see some people, you know, it seems like you could read into that if you were trying very hard with just the way that he answered that. As I said, I'm going to let the guys who are opting out make their own announcements. I mean, you can read between the lines. Are we reading too far? (laughs) Probably not. I mean, I I think that, you know, I I think that it's safe to say he's probably not going to play. But, you know, I I feel like if he was going to play, Marcus Freeman would have been like, Sam Hartman's playing. Like, I feel like he would have pounded the table. Because I do believe the last time we talked to Marcus Freeman, or the last time, I'm sorry, Sam Hartman was here, or we heard him talk, he's like, I got two more games left. And there was the last game of the regular season and a bowl game remaining. I think he planned on playing. I think some circumstances well, changed. And and know. I asked Marcus Freeman last week in that Monday Zoom right after the Stanford That's right. He game, said, I expect him to play. I asked him about Stanford or about Hartman, and he said, yeah, as of, I'm expecting him to play. Yeah. And so, so he doesn't he didn't say that this time around, right? And so, so I guess the question is, what could have changed Sam Hartman's mind if that is the case? You know, the bigger question is it will Sam Hartman play or should Sam Hartman play in the bowl game? And when you look at this, is to me what could affect it. Like, we don't know for sure that Joe Alt is going to opt out, but as we said, Joe Alt's going to be a first round draft pick it would make complete sense now he hasn't declared yet right but it would make complete sense if joe walt declares for the draft and says i'm opting out because he's projected potentially as a top 10 pick right now i've seen some people like projecting him that high obviously yeah yeah. that can change once bowl or you know once draft season rolls around and everyone starts getting you know poked and prodded and 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 uh, overanalyzed even more but Joe Walt could easily opt out. There's a possibility that Blake Fisher is going to declare for the draft and opt out. Again, we don't have anything for sure yet, but there's a very good possibility that that's going to happen. So if those two guys, the two tackles, left and right tackles, both opt out, there would be one opening day starter remaining on the offensive line for the Sun Bowl, and that would be Pat Coogan at left guard. And so, like, if you look at, well, why would Sam Hartman decide he's going to opt out? You know, like, what's his future, really? He's not going to be a high-round pick and all that. I mean, he is he is a definite day three guy. I would be shocked if he's not a day three guy. Like, there's, Me too. I just can't see wow. any path. Although I was, I was shocked where Ian Book got drafted, so. That's true. There's that. That's true. But, I mean, you're looking at a potential sure. offensive line of, Tosh Baker, Pat Coogan, Ashton Craig, Billy Shrouth, Emil Wagner. Is there talent in there? Sure. Is there a lot of experience unproven in there? Talent. <laughs> no, unproven talent. No. Unproven talent. That's right. Unproven talent. That is exactly right. So, I mean, to me, like, that's the decision. It's it's basically, it's a career decision for Sam Hartman. Like, right. is that the offensive line, potentially, that I want to play behind? I, I would think sure. that that has to be the driving factor for him at this point. Since he is, as you said, said a couple of weeks ago that he was going to play in a bowl game. Yeah. Marcus Freeman said last week he's going to play in a bowl game, but now there at least publicly is some uncertainty, non-confirmation about whether or not Sam Hartman's going to 
play in a bowl game. I would have to think that that has got to be, if not the the driving factor, one of the driving factors that Sam Hartman has to be calculating right now. Yeah, and I get it. I, I'm disappointed if that's the case. I, you know, you'd want to see him play, and I, I think it can only help him to get some more film, to be honest with you. And, you know, if he goes out and he plays really, really well. I just well, don't think that matters for him. At, all right, that's fair. I mean, he hasn't played well the last half of the season. So I feel like he yeah, like if you could go out on top, have a good game. Yeah, that that would be my only argument was that man, you need to go out and have a good day because right now your most recent games haven't been great, and so you would like to have some better film. Like that's what I would say. That would be that would be my counter argument. Everything you said is is absolutely accurate though. And at this point, as a Notre Dame fan, I'm okay with him stepping away because you're either going to get Steve Angeli or Kenny Minchie, and okay, let's let's see it happen. You know, um, somebody in the chat said maybe he's still undecided. Marcus Freeman made it very clear they know who's opting out and who's not. They all there's, know at this no, point. There's no yeah. undecided at this like, point. I'll play that soundbite again. Yeah. Here's here's what Marcus Freeman said about if he knows who's going to opt out. We know who's who's playing and, and who's going to opt out. Um, we're we're moving forward with the guys uh, that we have, and but I want to make sure we let those guys that are not going to play um, make their announcements uh, in the next few days, and I want to give them the opportunity to do that. And you share Sam Hartman as playing. As I said, I'm going to let the guys that are not playing um, make their announcements. So they know who's going to opt out. It's just a matter of letting them make the announcements on their own timeline which is again the tech that we take with this show we're not gonna like just jump out there and start blurting out stuff that we think we know before guys actually make their announcements maris leofow made his announcement today he is the only one to make the announcement so far so maris will not be playing in the sun bowl we're still waiting on those other guys right now but if it if if hartman doesn't play in the bowl then you know, we know that Notre Dame's got a quarterback. You know, they're they're bringing in a transfer portal quarterback. There's there's a very high profile one visiting on campus Wednesday and Thursday this week. What what do you think they do in terms of the bowl game? Who's who who would they play? Do you think at quarterback if if Hartman's not back there? So I mean, logic would say that Kenny Minchie. I mean, I'm sorry that Steve Angeli probably gets the start. He's been the second string guy all season. You know the whole deal, right? Here's my crazy, wide-eyed look at the situation from a as a fan, as a former coach, as a I want to see what we've got kind of a situation, right? To me, like re- and reading the tea leaves. So to me, look, Steve Angeli is going into his third year at Notre Dame, right? If they thought that he was the future of Notre Dame football, they're not getting a transfer quarterback. That's my opinion. That's Vince's opinion. Okay. I, I think that they've already pretty much decided that Steve Angeli isn't going to be the guy moving forward. If that's the case, right? If that's the case, then I'm riding with Kenny Minchie in the bowl game. Let's see what this kid has. Let's give him some reps and practice. Let's go out and, and see what you've got. Right. Um, or at the very least, you can start Steve Angeli and then there's packages or there's a plan to play Kenny Minchie in this game a significant amount. That's how I would attack it. I agree to an extent with the second part there. Significant amount, I don't know. But Jesse, Mr. Diderio, Jesse yep. says, 
still got to win the bowl. And that's absolutely that's the line that. that we've taken the whole time. And I completely agree. Marcus Freeman has talked about it. And we've talked about it. Getting to 10 wins is is a very big deal. It would be yep. the seventh time in the last nine years they've got to 10 wins. Of course, they had the run, uh, you know, end last year when they didn't get to 10 wins. They've got a chance to do that. You know, you're up against it already with, like, if you do have these other guys opting out. You, I mean, you've got a linebacker in Maris Leofau, who they like a lot. And even though he's not necessarily the most popular guy among the Notre Dame fans, I mean, he was productive this year, and he had a good enough year. He's going to the Senior Bowl. He's going to be drafted someplace. You know, like, my, my point is, you're going to be, you're, you know, you know you're without the wide receivers that you're without. You know, potentially, that, well, I guess we don't know, but they, you know, Marcus Freeman knows. What I'm saying is, if they're without these offensive linemen, you've still got to find a way to give your your, your team the best chance to win. And I think that, you do have to weigh the future to some extent. I get what you're saying, but I think that they've got to roll the guy out there who's going to give them the best chance to win. But at the same time, if you get an opportunity, you find a way maybe, to, as you said, in some package situations to get Kenny Minchie on the field a time or two, to get him out there, to give him some real-world snaps out there as well. I agree a 1,000% that getting the W is the by far the number one priority here by far the number one priority. I just think Kenny Minchie can give you a great opportunity to win this game. That That's me personally, right? I, and I how think do we, we know that? I mean, we haven't we got to see him play a real day. How do we know? How do we know? How do we know Steve Angeli gives you the best chance of winning? Well, We've seen him play a bunch of bunch of scrubs. But at least he's run real plays, I guess, in a game. Like we haven't okay, seen. Ken I mean, it's a pretty small sample size. But there's also a reason he's in that spot. There's a reason he's number two and not Minchie. Right, like he was still number two throughout the, the regular the season. season. Throughout the regular season, absolutely. Right. I think I think this opportunity. You've got a month off. You've got more. You've got a little more than a month off. I think this is the opportunity to be like, hey, depth charts wide open, boys. Let's get after it and see where people are going to fall. Because well, like you said, if they do it like they did last year. Minchie's going to get his share of some reps sure. in yeah. bowl practice, especially Gosh. if there is no Sam Hartman. He's going to get a lot of reps, I would think, in bowl practice because I would think so. That's what Marcus Freeman has said is there, yeah. you know, the first few days, especially of bowl practice, I think they did it kind of to give, you know, the veterans a rest and to give young guys a look. They, they had, you know, more young guys out there getting live reps to see what they could do. And, you know, we got to see some of those guys sure. in last year's Gator Bowl that yeah. performed. Absolutely. I, like I said, whoever wins the job is what I, the way I look at it. You've got 15 practices which is basically like a fall camp, essentially. So you've got 15 practices, in my opinion, to figure out who the best is. If it's Steve Angeli, roll with Steve Angeli. I just, to me, the writing on the wall says we don't, we're not in, we're not buying the Steve Angeli stock because we're going to get Riley Leonard. That that that's what it says to me, right? So you know, oh, I mean, whatever. when you look at, I'm, no, I, I don't disagree with that. The fact that they're getting Riley Leonard and the fact that they already have Kenny Minchie. And the fact that they've got CJ Carr coming in to practice during the bowl, and he's yeah, obviously right. going to be an early like that. Just all signs point to it's not looking good for Steve Angeli's future at Notre Dame, right? Agreed. Yeah, no. Agreed um, like Decaf yeah. says, he thinks Angeli hits the portal after the bowl, not the quarterback Parker wants running the offense going forward. Like the second part, I agree with the thing that Steve Angeli is going to have to weigh. 
I thought this meant a whole lot more to Drew Pine than it did was like, he's yeah. two years into this Notre Dame degree thing. Now, does he like, if he's not, you know, if he does find himself bumped down on the depth chart with all these other factors, you know, quarterback coming in and, and young talent, you know, coming in behind him as well. Does he at least stick it out for another year yeah. to finish this degree before he moves on? Yeah. Or does he just say, you know, look, I want to go play somewhere right now. I think he could probably go play someplace next year and I do, too. You know, do better than Drew Pine did this past season Oh, at Arizona I, State. Yeah. Now, it's not saying a lot. Do have to give Pine the <laughs> fact that he was injured, but at this the same time, you know. But, um, you yeah, know, that's something that if it comes to that, he's going to have to weigh that decision. And yeah. And how much that guess, degree matters. Right, right. And and here's the other thing. You have, you have, to, you have to think of the, the logistics, right? If he waits until the bowl game to go hit the transfer portal, right? The bowl game's on the 29th. Transfer portal closes on the 2nd. So that doesn't leave you a lot of time unless you know already where you're going and you've already had talks with those people, which is definitely possible. But you're not leaving yourself much time to jump in the portal and find a landing spot. You know what I mean? So like from a logistics standpoint, it might be difficult for him to transfer at that point. Now, could he go through spring practice and then jump into the portal in April? Yeah, he could. It wouldn't surprise me if that was the case. And that again, that's why you go get the fourth scholarship arm in the first place is because of this potential problem. And I'm not saying that, that I'm not breaking news that we know that Steve Angeli is going to transfer. I'm just saying it wouldn't necessarily surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me at all based yeah. on, I mean, one, just look at what happened last year. You had two guys transfer. And, you know, when you brought in a transfer quarterback, so it would not shock me at all. Yeah, it would just have to, like I said, from a logistics standpoint, to have him transfer right now, he would have to do it now and not play in the bowl game, in my opinion, so that he could actually find a landing spot. Couple uh, comments, questions in here. Michael wants to know your feelings on Fisher potentially leaving early. He says he thinks it's a huge mistake. Also, who do you think starts the bowl game and offensive line? We kind of went well, through that just a second ago. Yeah, I mean, it, if Fisher leaves, I think that he's leaving prematurely. Uh, you know, just from a film standpoint, he's got a lot of measurables. He's strong. He's uh, all of these different things. But I think it is a mistake, personally. I've said um, this multiple times. I think that Blake Fisher is an NFL guard. Like, right now, he's an NFL guard. He yeah, has not shown that, that he has the footwork to be an NFL tackle. And yeah. I, I agree. I think it would be a big mistake for him. To leave early i do I, think, I do too i think um, he's got the the card ahead of the horse yes right now Agreed. but if it would be a mill wagner like a mill wagner had a good yeah. camp and they really liked a mill wagner he just hasn't had the opportunities yet yeah. i would would put good money that it would be a mill wagner starting at right tackle if and that, if if, if, if joe alt if joe alt declares and says he's not going to play then you know tosh baker probably steps in on the left side and then you've got right. the three guys in the middle that started in in the stanford game so that would be your offensive line for the Sun Bowl. Correct. 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 Yeah, Chris getting in a little bit late. We were just talking about that a few minutes ago. Chris Tyree on to Virginia, back at his home state yeah. at the University of Virginia. And he'll uh, he'll be back at Notre Dame Stadium yeah. next November when the Cavs come to town. November 16th, man. Circle it on the calendar, folks. Antoine saying DJ Uyangala lay down to Florida State and Louisville. I mean, Florida Sorry. State wishes they could have him like a week ago. <laughs> well, I tell you what, 
again, if he chooses either one of those schools, he's going to play Notre Dame again. And True. he he lit him up once, and he got dominated the second time. So which DJ are you going to get? That's going to be the question. I concur. Beezer12 Washings Beard. He says he's married, and here soon I will be the quarterback DB coach at a high school he's teaching at. Like you, I'm married with no desire to coach. <laughs> Any tips on how to smooth over the wife? Oh, man. Lots of begging. A lot of uh you know, pebbles in the jar throughout the off season. And just, Hey, if you say you're going to, here's the key, right? Especially during two a days and practice and all that. If you say you're going to be home at a certain time, you darn well better be home at that time. All right. No, oh, practice just, ran long. Like, just, just tell her about all it. that money you're going to make, man. I mean, you're going to be rolling in dough. Yeah. All that school coach. $2,000 or whatever you're going to make. Right. Um, Dude, it's a great calling to be a high school coach. I loved every second of it, but it, it can be a strain at home, man. So just be careful. Just be careful. 